Father God, we thank you once again for the, the privilege of being able to stand here in this place and to worship you and know that even when we leave this place later on this morning, wherever we go, you are Lord. Wherever we go, we're in your presence. We thank you that nothing can separate us from you. And we thank you that you love us, that you will never leave us or forsake us. You will never give up on us. And so, Father, as we come to you this morning, we know that we come into the presence of a God who already knows everything about us. Father, we repent of the things we need to repent of. We thank you that your love is so powerful that none of those things can separate us from it. Father, we, we look at the world around us and we see a world that needs a message of love, a message of peace, a message of hope, and a message of grace and forgiveness. And Father, despite the fact that so often the world seems oblivious to the message, we know, we know that through Jesus we have the hope that is offered by such a message. And so, Father, you charge us with that duty to go out into the world and to share Jesus with those that we meet. But, Lord, you also call us to look after ourselves. And so this morning, I want to pray especially for all those in our church who are currently on holiday or off work for some reason. Father, we pray for all those who aren't here worshipping with us this morning. We pray, Lord, that whatever they're doing, they know right now that hope that they find in Jesus. For all of us, Father, we, we pray that, that that message of the importance of taking rest with you will be on our minds. So that when we, when we find those opportunities put in front of us to share you, to do the work that you've called us to, we are full rather than empty. We are ready rather than unprepared. And we are willing rather than reluctant. So, Father, build us up, we pray. Bless us this morning. Father, thank you for our families. Thank you for our children. Thank you for the next generation that are being taught and prepared to know you and to carry on that work in the world, sharing that hope with all they meet. Father, thank you for the privilege of being part of your church. Bless us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, I said earlier that everyone's going to be volunteering this morning, and um, in a minute I'll reveal why. But before I do that, I just want to take a quick straw poll. Has anyone here ever been to a sleepover? Yeah, quite a few hands up. Okay. Okay. Um, has anyone here ever been to a sleepover and not slept? Done an all-nighter? Lizzie. Oh. Okay, okay, right. Keep those hands up. So I just want to get just want to ask a couple of questions. Right, so keep your hands up if you've ever pulled an all-nighter. Right, we've got a got an arm up over here. So what I'd like to ask you. I'll come round behind, there we go. 
So when you went to a sleepover and you didn't sleep at all, the next day, how did you feel? Sad. Sad? Oh, wow. Right, okay, that's a, that's a great answer. Yeah. And do you think, why do you think you felt sad? Because I didn't sleep. You felt sad you didn't sleep, so you regretted it. <laughs> okay, anybody else? Anyone else who's pulled an old... We've got another one over there. I'm going to end up doing a lap of the church at this rate, aren't I? So how did you feel when you'd, done, when you'd been up I all night? I felt really tired. I didn't want to do any of the activities. Right, yep. Okay, so you had no energy. Yeah, no energy. Okay, brilliant. One more, is there one more? Just because I didn't think she had it in her. Lizzie, how, how did you feel when you, when you pulled an all-nighter? I was quite tired. You are quite tired? Yeah, yeah. 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 Fair enough. Okay, right, next question. Hands up here if you've ever been fishing. Well, that's just the ones I want to admit to it. Okay, okay. Um, keep your hand up. You've ever been fishing for, for a, a, a day or quite a long period of time and not caught anything? That's honesty, that is. I like that. Steve, when you got home after a, after a day's fishing, having not caught anything, how did you feel? I'm disappointed, and my stepfather was very disappointed in me. Oh, oh, oh. There's, a, there's an emotional side to it. Wow. And any, any, anybody else? Just to, just to make sure it wasn't just a one-off feeling. George, George and Tim, you, oh, see, you're both being very honest about this. I went with Enid's brother. Only once in my life, I was completely cheesed off that we never caught anything. <laughs> and finally? Uh, just, uh, just annoyed I didn't actually catch anything. What a waste of time. <laughs> okay. Right, so there's consistency, isn't there? There's consistency in those responses. We stay up all night, we don't sleep, we pull an all-nighter, and the next day, I've done that before, and the next day it was really weird because I was, I was about, I think it was about nine or ten when I did it, and I noticed that the next day my family were appalling. My brother was even more irritating than he normally was, and my mum and dad just kept on asking me to do stupid things and making all these ridiculous... I felt fine. But the next day, after... After a night's sleep, after the next day, they, they suddenly sorted things out and they were a lot more reasonable, so that was good. But there's consistency. We, we, we feel tired, we feel a bit sad, we feel emotional when we've not had sleep. And, and going fishing as well, when you don't catch anything, which is my normal experience of fishing on the odd occasion that I do go, I can often find myself getting home and Joe says, how was it? I say, yeah, it was great, really good day, brilliant, what did you catch? Oh, fish. Oh, <laughs> no, no, didn't, didn't catch anything. Oh, dear. I've, I've got to that point where expectations just rock bottom. When Jesus called his first disciples, he was walking along the, sea of, the, the coast of the Sea of Galilee, and there was a crowd, and Jesus was teaching. And the crowd got so big around him that he, 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 was, he was getting pushed for space. And in the end, he called out to these fishermen, can I, can I use your boat? Now, these fishermen had been out fishing all night, and they'd caught nothing. They'd pulled an all-nighter. They were tired. They were emotional. But also, they had caught nothing. They were frustrated. They were angry. They were, they were really cheesed off. But there was an added element for them, because, you see, fishing was their livelihood. They would normally catch fish, take it to market, sell the fish, and use the money to, to buy their family food. But having not caught any fish, they knew that that day... They couldn't do that. And so this was a double whammy. Jesus calls out to these, these tired, frustrated, cheesed-off fishermen. 
and says, can I just pop in your boat? And one of them says, oh, really, mate? All right, yeah, fine, um, yeah, whatever. And they push off from the shore a little way so Jesus can, can teach a whole beach full of people. He can, he can be heard and seen. And eventually he gets to the end of his, his, his uh, teaching and his preaching. And people begin to drift away. And he turns to the guy on the boat and he says, hey, let's go fishing. Now, when you're tired, the most annoying person to be around is someone who's full of beans and wants to do things. And when you've been fishing all day, the most annoying thing is someone who says, hey, what, you're not caught anything? Hey, let's go fishing. Come on, I'll show you how. And these guys must have been thinking, look, I'm a fisherman. I've got my own boat. I've got my own nets. I've been doing this since I was a boy. And you're coming along and you're telling me you're going to show me how to catch fish. I know how to catch fish, mate. I catch fish most nights. I've just had a bad night. And the last thing I need is some know-it-all telling me how to catch fish. But Jesus says, let's push out into the deep water. Come on. And I wonder if maybe, maybe the fisherman was thinking, fine, just to prove a point, we'll do it. I'm going to prove to you there's not a fish anywhere within a mile of this boat. So they push out into the deep water. And they let the nets down. And the Bible says that a short time later, they pull the nets in. And the nets were so full of fish that the, the boat actually started to get lower and lower and lower in the water until eventually the fishermen had to shout out and call over other boats to come and to share the load because there were so many fish. And at that point, the fisherman realized that his guest on the boat was someone a, a little bit special. Someone who could conjure up a whole net full of fish where previously there had been no fish. And he turns to Jesus and says, how is this possible? How have you done this? And Jesus says to the disciple who is called Simon Peter, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. You see, that was the first disciple that Jesus called. That was the first time that Jesus, Jesus specifically said, you're going to come with me. You're going to do the work that I've been sent to do. You're going to help me in this. And the great thing is that, that in the Bible, that, that command is carried on. Right at the end of, of Matthew's Gospel, there is a command for us to continue the work of disciples. We are disciples, the continuation of the disciples, so we have this work to do. But, but, and you might have noticed there's been a, bit, a little bit of a theme um, through some of the services over the summer. Just like those disciples, sometimes we will get to a point where we come into church on a Sunday morning and we hear a message preached telling us to get out there and do the work of a disciple and we'll be thinking, I'll be standing there saying it and you'll be thinking, oh for goodness sake Tom, I've been doing this all week. I'm absolutely shattered, I'm exhausted. I've been doing this and no one's responded. Or sometimes we might go to school or college and find that we're in a class where something's being taught and we're the only one who says, well actually, I'm a Christian. And our mates turn around and say, you're what? What, you go to church? <laughs> and it's a horrible place to be. It's really, really hard. And the next time we're in that situation, we just want to keep our hand down and we don't want to tell anyone. Can you all just stand up for a minute?
Okay. If everyone, everyone's going to be volunteering this morning, but I need to have a couple of people at the front. If you would not like to be at the front, please sit down. Oh, great. That's, it. that's a great endorsement, isn't it? God, <laughs> oh, that's trust for you. Right, now what I need, um, I, need some, I need some tall people. Um, Jeff, would, would you mind? Because it's very difficult to gauge on the balcony who's tall and who's not. So I'll, um, I'll, I'll stick with the ground floor if that's okay. Um, George, would you mind? Um, and then I need a little one in the middle. So Lizzie, would you mind? Um, thank you very much. Right, everyone else can sit down. Thank you for your willingness, though. That's, uh, that's been appreciated. So, um, what I would like you gentlemen to do is, along these messages down here, these are held together with fishing line. And, George, if you can come here. Yep, if you can come here. And just hold that loop. And when I say go, can you loop it onto that gold hook? Jeff, if you come to this end, and if you can take that loop on there, and when I say go, if you can hook it on there, that'd be great, and Lizzie, we're just going to stick that on there. That's it, lovely. A bit mucky, this. It's been behind my shed for a couple of years, so um, might not wash your hands afterwards. Right, gents, if we can go and hook up. Excellent. You want to take that up another step? Yeah. Okay. I don't know why you're clapping now. You ain't seen nothing yet. You see, yeah, no, if you can stand there and hold that, because otherwise it might fall. Okay. Is that all right? Be about 10 minutes. Yeah, that all right? Yeah, yeah? yeah. You've not got a car on a meter or anything? No, it's fine. Excellent, yeah. good, good. So, so, we've got two verses here. You see, when we start feeling like those fishermen, when we start feeling tired and discouraged, and when we, when we feel emotional, because we've got things going on in life that are just draining the life and the energy out of us, and when... We've been trying and trying and trying to do the work that we believe that God is calling us to. But we feel like we're failing. That's when we need church. You see, God has put church in the world. He has put this thing that we call church in the world for many, many reasons. But the one that we're focusing on today is encouragement. You see, when we come into church, we must encourage one another and build each other up. So that, on those days when we feel like those disciples felt after a night's pointless fishing, having caught nothing, rather than feeling like giving up, when people leave this church, they don't look to themselves. They don't feel haunted by their own sense of failing and not being good enough, but instead they say, I can do this, all this, through him who gives me strength. These verses are vital 
to our identity as a church, to what we are as a church, to what we should experience when we come into church. And at this, this time when we've got people on holiday, or maybe we've got holiday makers here with us today, we need to remember this is one of the purposes, this is one of the key purposes of what church is. So, um, this side, can you just read this verse out nice and loud? One Thessalonians five eleven. Yeah. That's... Okay. This side. Can you just read this verse out? Excellent. Um, Jeff and George, can I ask you to unpeg one of these words? Any any word from from your from your verse? Okay. Can you read your verse again? Remembering the word that's missing. Don't just miss it out. We're remembering, we're remembering. So encourage. Okay, George, can you remove another one? And while we're doing that over here. Brilliant. Excellent, very good. Jeff, can you remove one more? And while we're doing that, over here. <laughs> you take, you're taking the hardest one away. Excellent. George, can you remove two more? Two more, yeah. I've got faith in you. Oh, steady on. And Jeff, do you want to remove two more as well? Okay, this side with those two removed. Brilliant. George, can you remove two more? And while we're doing that, over here. Excellent. Jeff, would you like to remove two more, please? Thank you. Excellent. He's been really kind, hasn't he? He's leaving the, leaving the reference up. Yeah. And over this side. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Can you take these last three down, George? Jeff, could you take these last three down? Because most weeks, most weeks, you've probably noticed this, we don't walk in and have them up. But they need to be in here. They need to be in here so that when we, when we see someone walk into church, we remember. They don't need discouragement. They don't need questions that perhaps stress them out a bit. They need someone to say, hey, 
how are you doing? You're looking good. They need someone who can listen to them and who can lift them up, who can encourage them and build them up so that when they leave here, they know that they can do all things through him who gives them strength. And just if anyone is wondering who the him is, it is Christ. It is Christ. So this side, can you read this verse that is no longer there? Excellent. And again, this side. Excellent. This side, can you read this verse that is no longer up here? Some of you, excellent. This side, can you read this verse that is no longer here? Brilliant. Excellent. I am very, very impressed. Um, uh, gentlemen, would you mind just um, unhooking the fishing line before we decapitate some of the worship team? That'd be great. And then it's just, just lay it. Um, it's not much of a trip hazard, is it? There we go. Lovely. She got a Roman centurion standing there with that. <laughs> no comment. Thank you both very much for your help. Lizzie, thank you for your help. Um, and everybody, thank you for your help as well and for remembering that. And hopefully it's a bit of fun, but there's a serious point as well. As a church, let's make sure that everybody who comes through those doors whatever they're feeling, whatever they're experiencing in life, whatever they've got going on, whatever, whatever baggage they might bring, whatever fears they might be, be carrying, let's make sure that they feel encouraged, that they feel that somebody's trying to build them up and that when they leave here, they have heard about a saviour in whose strength they can go out and face the world regardless of all those things. If we can be a church that does that, then you know what? We become a church that is so relevant to the world, that people want to come. People want to be with us. People want to experience those things. The church can sometimes feel a little bit out of touch or irrelevant, but that's only true if we let it become that. And one of the easy ways, it's a really easy thing, is to be an encouraging, uplifting, strengthening church. Nowhere in the Bible does it talk about the gift of discouragement. The Bible talks about the gift of encouragement. And that is a gift that we can all practice so let's make sure that we do. Amen? Amen. Amen. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you are not a God that seeks to condemn us or to belittle us or to reduce us to, to nothing. You are a God who seeks to empower us and fill us with your Holy Spirit. We are heirs. We are adopted by you. We can call ourselves brothers and sisters of Jesus Christ. We can call ourselves sons and daughters of the living God. And so, Father, may we take that, that amazing blessing into the world and share it with those that we meet. May we make sure that we are a, a refuge, a, a tower, a strong tower of encouragement, of building up people and showing them that through Jesus Christ our Lord, they can do anything. Because through him is where our strength comes from. 
Father God, thank you for your word and thank you for the privilege of being your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we have a worship team? Just as the worship team come up, um, uh, I neglected to pray. I do apologize for Paolo and Claudia um, in the prayers earlier, so I'm going to pray for you guys now as you, as you go off on your travels. Um, Father God, we, we lift Paolo and Claudia up to you. We thank you so much for their wonderful ministry, for all they do here at NCBC in both the, the Portuguese-speaking church and the English-speaking church as well. Thank you, Lord, for the way that you've used them, for the obedience that they've always shown to your calling. And Father, as they go back to Portugal this week, we pray that although they're going to be um, very busy doing a lot of things, we, we, we just pray, Lord, that they can have a wonderful time seeing family and that the lecturing will be inspiring and powerful and wonderful and blessed and that they, um, they just have a, a, a really good time together and that they return safely next week. So Father, bless them, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's worship together. Greater, he sends us more strength as our labors increase. To added afflictions, he offers more mercy. To multiply trials, he multiplies peace. So lean hard on the everlasting arms.